0: We often think about marketing as something we need to do when times are lean and the pipelines dry and we need to generate those customers to get a bit of cash flow in our business. But marketing is equally, if not more important to be mindful of when you're making it rain, there's customers pouring into your inbox and ringing your phone And you've got more work than you know what to do with. And it's in these times that we can be tempted to sideline our marketing because we think, well, hey, we've got heaps of work. I need to do any more marketing now. I'm sweet. Well, I'm going to use this episode to walk you through exactly why you need to maintain that marketing consistency throughout the good times because it will serve you better when those lean times happen. Um, I'm going to show you how we can reduce the peaks and troughs in our businesses and create that consistency of pipeline with consistent marketing. And then I'm going to show you how I do it, what systems and procedures I've implemented in my business to maintain that marketing so I can still be producing a really high output and high-quality marketing across multiple channels, including my website, social media, email, podcast, even when I'm flat stick and don't know which way is up. I can still produce high-volume content that provides value to my audience even when I have more work than I know what to do with, and that's really important because it's a clear indication that the systems are working for me, so I want those systems to now work for you. If you're sick of this boom and bust feeling in your business and you'd really like to do something to stabilize it to a certain degree, consistent marketing can be really good step one in that direction. If you're ready to find out how I do it in my business, let's jump on in. Running a small business while raising small humans in a small town is tough, but it's the kind of tough we chose. Why? because it allows us to reach bigger financial goals whilst also having the freedom to prioritise things on our terms. So how do we make sure it stays that way? How do we make sure that the businesses we build continue to set us free rather than becoming something we're enslaved by? Well, that's exactly what I'm using this podcast to find out. I'm Meredith Page. As well as being a wife and a mum, I'm a marketing strategist from regional Australia. I'm connecting with the small town entrepreneurs from right across the country. I want to know how they make it work, raising a family and running ethical businesses whilst maintaining mental well-being and healthy boundaries. And every now and then I'll throw in something I've figured out too. This is the Meredith Page Podcast. So you don't have to work in agriculture or farming or anything like that industry-wise to probably have a business that feels very seasonal. Like I know I certainly have peaks and troughs in my business in terms of like when my customers are more proactive and looking for my services and when things quiet down and they've got other stuff that's on their mind. So I'm sure we've all been in that position where we've had a time when we're not, not not when we need marketing. This is actually opposite of the spectrum. It's almost like when we don't need to do marketing because we're so flat out. We wish there was two of us and wish there was another day in the week. Like this, Or what I wanted to talk to is about these situations and why marketing is important in these situations because it's when we don't need it that we need to make sure we're sticking to our guns and we're doing it. So, and like, this is so relevant for me while I'm recording this. I'm in a, a point where... I am almost. I'm probably over capacity, to be honest. But a lot of good opportunities coming my way, a lot of good work coming my way. So I'm at that kind of like we'll just we'll make it work because you know typically you do. But talking about this idea of having of marketing when you've got more than enough work on, really relevant for me right now. So well, before I sort of walk you through how I'm keeping my marketing ticking over, let's just do a quick refresh on why it's important, especially in these times to keep your marketing consistent. So what ultimately, marketing is so we can keep the pipeline consistently full as much as possible. So I'm sure we've all been in that situation where we've gotten really busy, so it's like, don't worry about marketing, I've got stuff to do. And then that big glut of work eventually gets finished, gets tidied up, and then suddenly we start noticing that the pipeline's drying up and we're getting quieter and it's like, oh crap, Um, I need to do some marketing because um, I've got nothing coming in and everything's getting finished up. So we go into this other kind of, do put all the things in all the places and market as hard as we can. And then we go, oh great, Oh, we've got heaps of work because marketing works. Um, So I've got all this work, great, great, great. Okay, don't worry about marketing. And then same thing happens again. Oh, the work's drying up. Oh, the pipeline's drying up. The work's finishing. Oh, I need to... So, if we can keep our marketing consistent, it kind of stops everything feeling like this and keeps it more, as much more sustainably level. So, we don't notice these massive peaks and troughs and this massive outlay of effort into work, massive outlay into effort into marketing. Um, another thing is, it also keeps your audience, which is the pool of potential customers essentially. We have to call it an audience now, social media land. Um, It keeps your audience pool kind of at a simmer. Think about it like cooking. So you don't want them to be on the boil because then you're going to have too much work coming in. You're going to have more than you know what to do with. But if we turn them down to at least a simmer but we keep them on, that way it's much easier to activate them when we're ready to sort of throw some energy throw you know throw the intention out there and go, okay, ready for some more work, come at me. If you've been constantly appearing in people's social media feeds, in their inboxes, in their letterboxes, on the radio, anything that kind of works for us regional businesses, if you've been ticking over in those things constantly, you're kind of staying top of mind, you're sort of staying near the surface of their level of awareness of service providers for things that they need. So the minute you go, hey, I'm you've got a bit of a gap in your schedule and you're like, right, I'm doing a special or I'm doing a promotion around this particular product or service. I'm gonna do a bit of education around it. Um, Come at me, basically. They're already aware of you. They're already mindful of who you are, what you do, why what you do is important, how you're unique. And if you've caught them at the right time where they're ready to commit, they're gonna jump on it. So we're keeping our audience at a simmer as well while we're keeping our marketing consistent. And the third thing is it actually, helps you better understand what it is that you do so when you um, are constantly repeating not repeating yourself when you're constantly looking for reasons to talk about what it is that you do um you're talking to you're getting a better idea of who your target market is you're constantly refining okay who am i talking to what do they need what are their pain points what are they looking for what are they struggling with what can i help them with and you're constantly reiterating what it is that you do why it's important why it's valid how you got there? Um, how is it you developed your process? What was it that you felt the industry was lacking? So marketing is this really great exercise in constantly refining your message, your core values, beliefs. Constantly refining your communications to your target market. So it's almost like a bit of mental training for your business and your brand. And it's what it means is like in those conversations we have where we have to bust out a elevator pitch when someone says, "What it is? That, what do you do? Or how do you do it?" We have all this go-to terminology and language so we can all the better explain to potential customers how we can how we can serve them. So this is one of the reasons why marketing is super valuable on a consistent basis. So that's the hows, sorry. So that's the whys, why we need to keep our marketing consistent. So now let's now look at the hows that I implement so we can keep that marketing ticking over when we're running around like headless chooks. So I'm such a nut systems and procedures like if I feel like I'm going to be doing something more than once it's like all right how do I create a system around this so I can have because The way my brain works, I can't really retain lots of information. And when you do what I do, you've got to retain a lot of information about a lot of different clients. So you can better sort of essentially plug your brain into any given client and go, all right, I remember what these guys are up to. I've got to do this, this, this. We're waiting on this. I'm waiting for clarity on this. This is coming up in their schedule. This is becoming seasonally developed for them. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I've got to be able to do that. And I can't retain 10 businesses worth of that in my head. So I'm very reliant on systems and checklists and to-do lists. So checklists and systems, this this comes right back from when I used to work front of house in hospitality, way back before I did my degree. So what the businesses that I worked with that did well is they had like really simple checklists for like setting up, packing up outlets and things like that. So like when I was working in a cafe, you'd have your checklist for the cafe pack down procedure. So what this meant is that you have a consistency of standard that was met every night. You'd have the person running the cafe would go through the checklist and you go, can to clean the heads on the coffee machine? We need to empty the whatever it is, the thing you bash that grinds into. You go work your way through your checklist. So you as the cafe staff could walk in on any, any given night and you would know what the procedure was. And then your supervisor would just have that to cross-reference against and go, yes, that's been done, oh, that's not quite finished yet. What it meant, it also meant that you could reduce the number of staff required to do something because you didn't need someone holding that person's hand, especially if they were new. You could have someone new essentially come in and do that and it was like, look, I'm the supervisor, call me if you need, but work your way through this checklist and ask me what doesn't make sense. So it's a really good way to make complicated procedures easy to repeat at a consistent standard. And as well as that, making it um, less, uh, less labor intensive, requiring less people, requiring less effort, because all the thinking and the planning is taken out of it. You're just following these set steps. So I try to apply that principle wherever I can in my business and in my marketing, both for myself and for my clients. So to give you a bit of an example, so what that looks like for my marketing. Um, and I try to get as try to get as much bang for my buck as possible and I'm constantly looking at ways of layering in other opportunities to use the effort I'm already, already expending in an efficient way. So what this typically looks like is the podcast. So I would I would originally record the audio, now I record it as a video. The video gets sent off to a um, service provider who cuts it up into reels for me. So, started out as just the audio for the podcast. Now I'm recording the audio as a video. That's now serving another purpose for a reel. And the only additional effort I have to go to is I have to have to send it to someone. And even then, my VA sends it to that person. All I do is give her the video. So, no additional effort on my part, much more bang for my buck. So, then we have the podcast. And then the podcast, what my VA does is she um, edits the audio, makes sure it's nice and slick and tidy without being too like overproduced. She puts in my intro. Um, I record a synopsis, which is like the, hey, in this episode we're covering blah, blah, blah. Um, So then she does that. She she then creates a bit of a spiel for the the podcast and what the episode is going to be about, largely based on the synopsis. It's bit of a semi it's sort of part transcription part her listening to the episode and sort of writing a bit of a summary now that summary goes in the social media post when I announce that a new episodes live it goes in the email when I'm putting the email out there to people um, letting them know the podcast is live um, and it can go in half a dozen other different places as well oh, and it also goes on the website because we post a copy uh, post an audio file of the podcast on the website from that, as she's listening to that podcast, she's extracting a few little nuggets of gold that she comes across and then they get turned into quote-based posts for Instagram and Facebook. Um, so from all from that whole system, I did that system front to back first. I developed the system, I decided what sort of outputs I wanted out of it. I videoed a lot of it using screen recording software, and then I gave that to my virtual assistant and I said, can you essentially follow this system for me? So now the only effort that I really expend on it is I record the podcast and I record the synopsis that goes at the start of the episode. She does everything else, which brings me to the next point. Once you've got a system in place and it's you can create it and itemize it in a series of checklists and to-do lists and steps, once you can create a system that can be very clearly articulated like that, find someone to do it for you, bring someone else in, because that Having the having my VA there, she's fantastic. So not only does she do it, but she keeps me accountable to the bits that I need to do. So it's like paying someone to bug you, basically. It's like a personal trainer. You're paying someone to yell at you, but you know it's for your own bit, but you no, know it's for your own good. So I pay her to yell at me regularly to make sure I'm doing the little bit that I need to do. So she can do everything else she needs to do for me, and it's fantastic because we have like a weekly catch up where it's like half, yeah, you know, forty five minutes to an hour. Um, she'll give me like what she's been working on, she'll let me know what I need to produce for her. We'll go over some of the statistics of like my social media growth and my email open rates and things like that. Um, and so she's very much dedicated to just making sure my marketing keeps ticking over because I'm that typical tradesperson where like I'm the carpenter who has a half-finished deck out the back of my house. Like every tradesperson out there could probably relate to that. So. She keeps me accountable for my marketing, so my pipeline stays full and she just keeps tapping me on the shoulder and going, just so you know, I need this, I need this, I need this if you want this to work. So the accountability and having the system that I can hand over to someone else, really, really good. So the third way we can kind of keep our marketing ticking over is having a bigger picture plan. So I have my next, I have my first, like next 12 months mapped out. Now we don't always, when I say we, I say me and my VA. We don't always stick to that plan, but what that does is that gives you this bigger picture view of what your marketing is sort of working towards. And so we're not living and dying by like, oh, if we do a Facebook post today, I'll do it. Oh, no one liked it. Oh, social media doesn't work. Like of course it's not gonna work in an individual post. Um, But so what we have is we have identified key times in the year where I'm busy. And so we can just keep the marketing messaging fairly light. We have the troughs where I know that I'm having a bit of a quieter patch and so I need to like double down on what I'm doing, maybe run a promotion or a special, do something different like a masterclass or something like that to keep the interest um, on the uptick. Um, And then there's also like we've put in school holidays like because we've tried and she's made it my VA has pointed out a number of times that it's like there is no point us trying to get stuff done on the school holidays, we're both mums we've both got multiple kids between us so let's just make sure we're doing all the work during the school term, so school holidays it's all scheduled ahead of time so we've identified when our school holidays are and we know we've got to make sure we get things done before that point, case in point our, my podcast seasons now align with school holidays so we do it all in advance and then it runs the 10 weeks of the school term and then it's done Um, Because that works for us and that means we can get it done and not sort of kill ourselves trying to make this podcast work. We've also got things like public holidays and major public events, like things that are worth me mentioning or talking about or at least being mindful for my ideal customers. Um, Like, for example, December, January. No one in the small business space is making big decisions in December, January. They're just not. They're just trying to get to the end of the year. They're trying to spend um, time with their families. They're trying to enjoy school holidays and Christmas and year. So I don't try and do diddly as far as getting sales over December, January. What I will try and do is I will try and encourage anyone who wants say a website or to engage a marketing strategy, I'll get them to commit in say October, November. And I will say, look, I will we'll get a deposit so I can lock you in for the new year and then let's both have a good break knowing that we've got this really fun project to kick off next year. So you're locked into my timeline. I know we're going to be catching up in the new year. So you know that this is on rails. You know, this is an unfinished business for you going into the new year. And they love that. They're like, yep, great. I know that I've kicked the got the ball rolling. I can send them some forms to get some information together. So then we can really get started and get stuck into it early, like early in the new year. But that's after understanding that my time, that's how my year behaves, that's how my customers behave, and so that's what's in my best interest as a business and a service provider to best meet the needs of my clients. So that's where having a 12-month game plan can really help keeping your marketing solid and keep it responding to the needs of your business, not feeling like this knee-jerk reaction. And like I said, it also gives you like an opportunity to look at different things you can talk about, um, whether that's to do with what's seasonally relevant for your business, what's seasonally relevant for your customers. Looking at those trough times and going, okay, what can I be talking about here that's relevant to them, that's going to be profitable to me? And then maybe making that a theme of the month. And then from there, you can work backwards and go, okay, what all the things? And this is the trick with marketing. Marketing is essentially preparing your customer to do business with you. So if you keep that in mind, what do they need to see, think, understand, do before they do business with you? And that is what you market around. Like for me with websites, I need my customers to understand that they're not super complicated, that they can jump in and use them, especially with the platforms that I use. It is possible for even very tech-unconfident people, if that's a word, um, they can control their own website if it's been set up by a professional. So a lot of my marketing goes into the, yes, you can do this, here's a walkthrough, here's an example, here's one I prepared earlier, or with marketing strategy. It's a lot of content like this. It's a lot of... Me creating content, educating people on the value of being consistency because that consistency is something that I can provide as a service. But I'm also speaking to very specific needs and pain points of my ideal market. You're running a small business, you have a growing family, you want to be a hands-on parent as well as a successful business owner. You have community organisations you want to donate to, you're coaching, you're supporting, you're on committees, you're helping fundraisers. Like These are the kinds of people I typically speak to, so I position myself as someone who understands that and then can provide marketing services and systems that allow you to market yourself consistently while also being mindful of these other commitments in your life. So what they need to understand is the importance of consistent marketing for a business that's gonna accommodate this kind of lifestyle. And that is what I do my marketing around, which sounds a bit meta, marketing about marketing, but you get the idea. So keeping in mind what your customers need to do, see, believe, understand where they need to go market to them in a way that's going to prepare them to be the best kind of customer you want to work with because in doing so you're also going to empower them with knowledge you're going to give them little quick wins and things they can try to get started and it also position it's a great way to position you as a point of authority as well like talking around these sorts of things positions you as someone who is like an expert in your niche but in a really nice wholesome way of like hey i know about this stuff here's how you can get started here's how you can take that first step to success no strings attached um, and if you want to do business with me, great. Also fine. Um, but I just want to see you guys do well. So on that note, I really hope this has helped you not sort of understand why it is important to do consistent marketing. And you're not alone when it comes to this peaks and troughs thing. Like for a long time, I thought it was just me. And obviously, the more customers I spoke to, the more I realised we all do this kind of like too busy for marketing. Oh, I need to do some marketing. Oh, I'm too busy for marketing. We'll do that. So the better, the sooner we can get consistent, the, the less steep those peaks and troughs are going to be. Um, so I hope you understand why it's important. You're not alone. There is a solution out there. And here's some, and I wanted to I'm hoping that you can use these first steps as a way of getting to that consistency. Get some systems and procedures in place. There's a really good um, podcast I listen to called Tyler J. McCall, and he I don't know where he got this quote from, but if you find yourself repeating yourself, record yourself to replace yourself. Let me say it again. If you find yourself repeating yourself, i.e. there's a repeatable action in your business you find you do a lot of, record yourself, either video, checklists, um, to-do lists, to then replace yourself. Find someone else who can run through that system so you can stay in your zone of genius and do the work that only you can do. Um, Bring someone in to help you be accountable. In a later episode, my VA and I are actually going to interview each other so we can show you guys our process for working together, demystify a bit of the how to get started, um, show you how beneficial it can be. Um, because it doesn't have to be super expensive. Like you can bring on a VA because VAs have different capacities. Some of them are mums who just want to pick up at a bit of extra work. Some of them are full-time virtual assistants. So you might want to bring a virtual assistant on purely to help you with your marketing or with emails or with social media. Like you might have a very specific job for them to do first. And that mightn't actually cost that much relative to the amount of time you're going to recoup. And the benefits you're going to get from that consistency, and then once you get that, then you might better start layering in okay, can you help me with email can you help me with this? can you help me with that um, get someone in to keep you keep you accountable and to run those systems for you and have a big picture game plan have a twelve month strategy identify where those peaks and troughs are. think about what um, events you want to market around because again we've all been in that situation where Easter's two weeks out, and we have this great idea for an Easter promotion. But by the time we put everything in place, it will be Easter. So get ahead of yourself, identify the, the public holidays, major events, times of the year you want to run a promotion around to fill those peaks, to fill those troughs, and start planning now. Plan ahead because by the time you get posters and flyers and things printed and things designed and a strategy in place, it'll be here before you know it. So a 12 month plan can be really helpful in that and have fun. Remember that this marketing is ultimately a really good excuse to keep looking at your business, reminding yourself who you are, why what you do is important, and how you can uniquely serve those those most likely to do business with you.